Welcome to the MBA Jam Podcast with your host, Avinash Bajaj. Hi folks, welcome to another show of the MBA Jam. Today's guest is someone who has finished his MBA last year. So he brings along a much fresher perspective of finishing the MBA course. He did his MBA from one of the premium institutions in India called Management Development Institute, popularly known as MDI Gurgaon. His name is Sanket Shatriya and he's currently the HR manager at Reliance. Sanket, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Vinash. Uh, how have you been doing? Thanks a lot for this opportunity to share my experience and uh, you know enlighten some folks who are going to do their MBA. <laughs> Great. No problem at all. Thanks a lot. And just to let everyone know, um, Sanket is in India and it's 5.30, almost 5.30 p.m. on a Saturday evening. So, Sanket, thanks a lot for, um, you know, spending your weekend evening with us. It's okay as far as, you know, if, if I would have been one of the recipients two years back, I would it would have helped my MBA course, so why not help someone? <laughs> great, great point, great point. So, um, what do you usually do on Saturday evenings, Sanket? Saturday evenings, I'm just uh, waiting for this interview to get over and go out and chill with my friends. Because, uh, you know, as I told, I, I work in a very remote place. So normally there's no civilization over there. So I come here two days to live in the civilization and go back and work. Great. So, no, and th- and th- thanks a lot for that. I'm, I'm sure I'll not keep you keep you on for uh, too long. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So yeah, what, what was very interesting when I was speaking to you is you mentioned um, about where you work. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I've never heard of that place before this. <laughs> So, Reliance Industries is a very, very big name in India, but then the yeah, majority of the people don't know the operations. So, some of the statistics that I would like to throw are that we have uh, the biggest oil refinery in the world in Jamnagar. So, it's it's by biggest, I mean, it is more, it is bigger than Mumbai. It's a 100 kilometer big refinery. So, this is in Jamnagar and there are many other facilities. So I work in their mega plants, which is in Dahej. So, Dahej is a place on the western part of India, just above Mumbai, on the shore. Uh, normally, all these plants are located near the shores to allow the flow of uh, the raw materials which are required through the through the jetties and uh, seaways, because majority of the things are exported and imported. So, so Dahej is located there, and uh, yeah, we manufacture petrochemicals, and uh, we have the largest plant of uh, pure purified terephthalic acid which is a fiber intermediate so there are a lot of products which we manufacture uh, actually which are petrochemicals so we can go on and on with that uh, so hope i hope i answered your question about this place called the hedge no absolutely and that sounds that sounds really uh, interesting so how big is that facility in terms of number of people in 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 terms of people uh, right now there are approximately 5500 employees who are working there and there are, uh, you know, four different categories of employees over there, uh, and uh, uh, it's 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 a 700 hectare uh, long uh, big plant. So you know, we we normally follow backward integration uh, as a as a philosophy. So whatever products we produce, uh, we try to make them as a raw material for our subsequent product and we try to manufacture subsequent product as well, so that the cost of raw materials and sourcing them gets reduced. Totally. So that's how we, we function on the philosophy of backward integration. Great. That sounds 
that sounds that sounds very uh, interesting because I've never been involved in that part of the world uh, or that part of the career aspect as such. Mm-hmm. So, how did you end up in that company? So, um, you know, the, the, the B school uh, placement process is uh, something that you know I wish every individual just lived once in their life because you know there are interviews which go on for. Till till two o'clock, three o'clock in the night, and then the results are announced at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, there are these professionals uh, who are still on campus. So it was just one of those days, you know, uh, where I was I was interviewed uh, for uh, an internship in this particular company, which is a mandatory part of the course in MDI or in Premier B or in Premier any Premier B schools. Mm-hmm. So I was interning there, and they liked my performance. Uh, they offered me a job, and I took that opportunity. I would say. because i i love the place and uh, the 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 main intention was that because this is the company that is eventually going to offer me mumbai at least you know after whatever 2 3 years so i think getting back to hometown after your uh, completion of mba full circle is something that was you know helped me so have you always been in mumbai uh but, yeah after after engineering i made it a point it was a conscious call not to apply to any other any colleges of mumbai because um, you know when you live in mumbai your your life is like a cocoon you get everything so good that you know you don't want to go outside so so majority of the mumbaiites you know they are they are like quite secure with whatever they have and and that's a fact because i've traveled across the country and i've traveled in a lot of countries and mumbai has a soft spot and nothing is like mumbai so I would say being a pure Mumbaiker, that's something I would like to propagate for my city. <laughs> Great. So, how was your time at Gurgaon after spending all your life in Mumbai? So, uh, it was it was it was, uh, it was I think it was one of the best decisions of my life to you know not to apply to any colleges of Mumbai. The day I entered MDI, you know, I had my my roommates. We had we were four of us. You know, it's it's a compulsory residential course, so there were four of us. and and just look just look at the formation of this particular room okay one was from delhi one was from uh, kolkata one was from bangalore and i was from mumbai so we had all four metropolitan cities of india together in one room for the first time and that was the first time interaction i was having with them so yeah and then this all this was happening in gurgaon a place which is uh, developing very fast i would say because a lot of companies having their headquarters there but uh, the infrastructure is still not developed so so people there are good the facilities there are yet developing and the part of the you know the part of gurgaon in which we were in our campus was like a, a, a was like the shining light i would say because uh, that that area is is still coming up and our our director had a good vision and he he identified that this place is going to you know zoom up and he rightly placed our campus in in the perfect area i would say nice nice so how how long was your mba course is one year or two years so uh, you know a typical mba course in india the full time one is 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 of two years with a mandatory internship of two months between the first year and second year so it's a mandatory internship everyone has to take this internship irrespective of what 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 type of course you are doing So, uh, yeah, it's it's a two-year course. I would say it's a two-year course. And while you were doing your MBA over there, were you always certain that you want to come close back, close to home, and work in Mumbai? 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, as I told you before. You know, uh, Mumbai has always a soft corner, and after I traveled across the country, I, it was always a conscious call to come and stay with parents uh, because they are the reason why I exist, and I I, I want to stay with them. My brother is in London. He is uh, working for the civil services of the British government. So 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 it's it's and we had a mutual pact that one of us would stay with our parents. So it's it has to be me because I think he is doing a great job over there. So. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great to catch up after this um, because I'm in London as well. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if we can catch up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Is he your elder brother or younger? Yeah, he's he's five years elder to me. Ah, okay, so. fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, now coming back to what you do, um, HR. Is that something yeah. you always wanted to do? Uh, so it was not something that I always wanted to do. I would say, but you know. Uh, that thought developed in my mind once I was uh, working for Godrej. So, so I graduated from Mumbai in production engineering. I got my first job, uh, and I was working for uh, the aerospace and defense department of uh, Godrej and Boys. So, I have worked uh, firsthand on missiles, on cryo engines, on on some of the parts of the Boeing flight. So, I was doing that, and during that time, uh, you know, uh, I, I got a bit of interest in. Uh, HR because of uh, the unions which are involved because the type of employees how do they get work done how do they comply to the labor laws so I had a bit of interest in that and you know soon it developed after getting exposure in MDI you know from one of the best professors in the country uh, by my interest in that particular field like the niche like HR within itself has a lot of verticals in this particular vertical it just zoomed up. And then I decided to make a career in this. Um, yeah, I'm into that one and a half year into this field, and it's going great. Interesting. So, what are the verticals of within HR? Because for a person like me, um, HR is like one big bubble. <laughs> we have no idea of what exists inside that. So, yeah, can you tell a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah. Before before telling what the different verticals, you know, I I would like to say that you know the first case that. That people study is why in 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 your MBA you study is that why HR does not get any respect mm. because HR HR is assumed to be the easiest job on the earth because you know everyone is an HR professional everyone manages human beings at the end of the day you know because even if you are managing uh, machines that's they 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 do have uh, a typical you know, way of functioning but but humans humans are subjective you cannot you cannot you cannot you know assume what are, how are they going to react and everyone has their own reactions to manage that is a complex task you know we try to develop systems for that and you know that that's how we move ahead uh, so hr typically has uh, six functions i would say and that is broadly how i categorize it uh, uh, the first one is industrial relations which which may or may not exist in all parts of the um, in all companies but it, it is it is it, it does exist uh, uh, as as contracts, which which is as contract labor, I would say, which is a prominent uh, you know way of uh, getting the work done nowadays. Uh, the second is talent management, uh, which deals into uh, succession planning and uh, whom to move, where, how to rotate them, what is their capability, uh, how do we assess their capability, how do we map them into the system. Uh, Third is HR operations, which basically deals with the analytics and the data part. Uh, who comes when? Uh, what 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 is uh, their medical insurance? How do we facilitate that process? So basically, they are the data owners. Um, 
third is learning and development which is uh, more about uh, trainings and uh, how how do people uh, what is the requirement for them to go to another level and you facilitate those particular trainings to those people or you send them on uh, for for a course outside whatever whatever deems fit mm. fifth uh, is uh, corporate services which is which is which some companies categorize as a part of hr and some do not because it's a completely admin function it is basically providing the amenities infrastructure facility management so that that is is that we can keep on the cusp because some companies do classify it as hr some companies do not and uh, lastly uh, am i missing out something lastly yeah the most important thing is business partnership which which is something for a normal layman so a normal layman has a business partner who is associated with he is responsible for everything explaining the policies uh, and so he is the face of hr to the business and the people so these these are the basic broad qualifications of uh, hr i would say interesting interesting yeah i i think i think definitely one of the best learnings <laughs> about <laughs> hr i've got got over here in just 2 minutes um so from what i'm hearing it sounds like there is a lot of correlationship between hr and let's say general management or a general manager uh, because it seems like there's a lot of overlap between data analysis and at the end of the day it's about understanding people and understanding processes and probably developing processes uh, to suit people as well so is this an area that you see yourself going on for very long or what 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 are your thoughts around where you could go from where you are right now um see i would say see uh, i am i'm really fortunate to have an experience uh, in industrial relations right now because you know the level of ambiguity is 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 very high over here you know you deal uncertainties to a level which you cannot imagine you're de- dealing with the person who does not know uh, to write english to a person who is who is who is heading the site so that's the range of people you interact with so that way i have been really fortunate uh, and I, and as of now you know i see myself developing in this field because i i think uh, the this the last one and a half or two years have helped me grow as an individual the patience that i have developed is 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 something which you know which is going to which is going to take me throughout my life and it is going to be a very good learning uh, probably I you know be, uh, as a person what I am I I take my decisions uh, uh, spontaneously so I I would say as of now I think I'm good to go in this field but yeah you never know being a spontaneous person I I I take I take sometimes impulsive decisions and they have worked out well so let's hope no absolutely no absolutely completely agreed um Now as I was doing research about you you know just before this conversation I just came across a very uh, um interesting uh, video for mm-hmm. I think it's called power of shunya yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you you've actually been on national television and um I I I know a few people who have but you know when you go <laughs> on their LinkedIn profiles and Twitter that's probably the very first thing you see they shout about it you know they actually make a big deal about it but when i went on your linkedin profile it's 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 almost hidden it's almost at the bottom with not even a direct link so uh, first of all probably a couple of questions is that on purpose or you just think it wasn't that big a deal 
no it, it is it was probably one of the most uh, defining moments of my life you know to speak up and win on a national television is something that uh, you know is uh, is 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 the pinnacle of achievement uh, after and especially when you are not from that field so you know it was something uh, which 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 is my top achievements of life but yeah i'm i'm trying to develop my linkedin profile uh, it's 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 in up it's in updation mode so you know probably it must have been on the line so yeah <laughs> fair enough fair enough that's great um so probably you can talk a little bit more about that particular uh, project uh so uh, so so dupont uh, came out with a competition called power of shunya so it was uh, it was uh, it was a kind of a, it was one of its kind show and uh, it, there are various various seasons for that particular show so i was the participant of season 1 episode 1 and i won that episode so now what happens in this uh, particular competition is that uh, you 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 solve a case you try to showcase your analytical and uh, analytical marketing management and business development skills um they assess you in that particular case and everyone in the country across all the b schools uh, they assess them parallelly they try to find out the innovations in in the technical field or in any other field which can solve a problem uh, and bring and and bring uh, the improvement uh, in that particular field so so the the name of the show is called power of shunya because uh, So zero has a lot of power. You know, I don't need to re-emphasize on that. One added zero becomes ten. So, so that's what the concept was, and we wanted to bring everything to zero, like the pollution, malnutrition, whatever problems are there, they want to bring down to zero. So that was the concept. So now, when these uh, two streams, one technical and one management, are parallelly going together, they shortlisted best twenty-four candidates from across the country, having the best technological innovations. and they partnered each of them with the best 24 management graduates from that country so so i was paired with a person uh, who was doing a phd from iri that is indian agricultural research institute and uh, so 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 that's how the competition was i was supposed to present a marketing plan and a business competition uh, business plan sorry for for that particular product which i had never heard in my life called nutraceutical ingredient for curbing malnutrition so so those words were like i was taken aback i'm like how am i going to present this on national television when i don't know the meaning of those words but yeah at the end of the day as i told you i just worked hard towards it and yeah i emerged as the winner uh, of the first ever episode although i uh, i was the i was uh, um, you know i was shortlisted in the final four as well Uh, and uh, uh, unfortunately the team that i beat in the first episode came back as the wild card entry and and got the first prize to and the first prize was quite interesting by the way you had a you know you had a private jet visit to dupont headquarters uh, and you could actually see the all the nobel prize winners and have coffee with them so there was something that i missed out on but yeah there was something that i gained as well and this was during the first year of mba it was you know as soon as i entered so it was it was it was uh, coming on national television was a well, you know the tick off list was one of my to do list for mba and i just did that in the first 3 months so that's something i'm proud of yeah so you were one of the 24 shortlisted across the country yes across the country and then uh, so every episode had uh, three candidates yeah to present their plan 
so i was uh, one of the three in the first three i won that particular episode so out of these 24 they shortlisted three finally to uh, to present their case and win the entire competition i was one of those three as well so wow. so out of everyone in the country it was finally three people who had to present their plan along with the technical partners and yeah i was one of them plus wow. i was a wild card three which obviously stole the show but yeah that that happens that is life let's need to go on absolutely so for anyone who wants to check out that you can just go on youtube search for power of shunyas season 1 episode 2 i think um anyway you can yeah. search and maybe you can search for sanket shatriya and it will come up so so sanket you were one of the 24 i mean that just still amazes <laughs> it's it's still <laughs> amazing me uh, what what are the other kind of institutions uh, or management institutions were you against uh so i was uh, so i was uh, probably one of the youngest of all the management uh, graduates and also um, my my partner who was a technical was was 10 years elder to me so she was doing her phd and so when when she graduated i was probably not even in my 10th grade so that was the you know age 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 difference between us um uh, and uh, so the, the the other institutes uh, were uh, i am i am amdabad the uh, Uh, ISB Hyderabad, ISB Mohali, um, uh, FMS, uh, I am Kolkata. So they were all premier B schools of the country. You know, I am ABC, LIK, and uh, ISB uh, FMS. Nice, nice. No, that that is great to hear. And you know, talking of the IAMs, because. when i was in india of course of course i wrote cat of course i tried for the iams a lot of people do um but you know when you watch such shows or when you actually listen to people like you it 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 makes you realize that there's so much talent which is not necessarily something that's existing in the iams what are what are, what are your thoughts what is your view on um based on what you have seen um the the comparison between students who study in iams versus students who study in other pretty good institutions they may not be iams they also may not be local institutions but they're pretty good institutions what are your thoughts mm, so i would i would like to compare you know like like it's 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 a straightforward uh, uh, comparison of you can say mdi mdi is not a very good known it's not a famous it's a known institute it's not a famous institute so when when i go outside i have to tell what is mdi on the contrary when i tell uh, i am amdavad or bangalore or kolkata obviously everyone connects to it so it's 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 just about the awareness so uh, so when when i when i compare mdi and i am my colleagues are from iams so i i work with those people now during my internship now even after i have graduated so yes there are a, there are there are benefits of uh, being from those premier institutes because they are old a and their alma mater is and their uh, the alumni i would say alumni helps the alumni is 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 one of the you know leading factor for these institutes to progress and because they are old uh, their alumni have 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 developed and uh, you know um, have have made the institute famous across the world so that that's where the comparison we being in uh, quite a young institute you know 1994 is 1995 we started our first uh, first batch of uh, uh, mdi passed out and now people are slowly getting to know about mdi because uh, the motorola chief of india is from mdi 
so you know like like this this is the basic difference about awareness within the people a general people a layman i would say but people who are in management field they obviously know that you know mdi fms um you know other b schools are also really good and they are on par with these schools yeah yeah absolutely no i completely agree with you um on the fact that number one the brand value of course carries some weightage and number two which is a more practical one is that they have a stronger alumni network which obviously translates to probably more opportunities coming out of it um but in terms of the education or in terms of um you know what you actually go through in a couple of years um do you think there is a valid reason for there to be a strong difference between iams isp as compared to maybe mdi um i would i would not say so because because uh, you know if if you see the curriculum that has been followed in in both the b schools because we 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 work together so you know we normally chat about the curriculums uh, you know the companies that come the competitions that happen and everything seems to go hand in hand it's just the professors which are different uh, the cycle is the same so so whenever a competition is happening in iams the same competition is happening in mdi as well because it's a pan india competition so there's not much of a difference i would say in terms of the education in terms of the exposure in terms of the opportunities that you get okay yes i would say that you know iams will have an upper advantage in terms of the exposure that they have but the but the but the quantification would be what around 10 to 20% that's it and that that reason we can again boil down to the alumni network and the awareness of people mm, absolutely did did you try for iams uh yeah uh, yeah i unfortunately i could not get through because uh, you know again that the, this is this is a typical problem with the you know b school selection procedure in india uh, where uh, normalization according to me is not proper you know i may i may be a bit biased towards it uh, but you know that's how i feel because uh, uh, what happens is that uh, your cat so different colleges have different weightages of uh your cat score your 10th grade score your 12th grade score your graduation score gd and pi so these are the elements that go to the final ranking of a particular uh, for a particular school and these parameters are different for different schools so what happens is that uh, being from mumbai university uh, you even if you are in the top percentile like for example my graduation score was 71 in production engineering which is which is which is a good enough score for me to be in the top 10 of the class but when compared to a computer engineer probably down south it is much less because there the engineering people either get the scores in cgpa gps or the percentages are 80 81 so there i lack so so even if i get 99.8 99.5% dial i might not get a short call not even a call from i am abcli so so you know this was one of the reasons that uh, i i made a conscious call of not trying again for iams and just going ahead with mdi because and also mdi was not is 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 a very good b school i would say you know it is one of the best in india so it was it was a fair decision i would say so the 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 um the main catch here is the normalization of scores which is a bit different than you know it's difficult to understand you know even after i've graduated it's difficult to for me to understand yeah yeah that's that's true it's it's i think I don't know if it's done on purpose or I don't know if it's something that's just evolved over time but the system has 
become so complicated and I, I didn't get into IMs uh, and, and that's the reason I never tried again. Um, in fact, for me, trying in MBA schools outside India was a much simpler process um, than, ah, than in yeah. India. <laughs> I know, I would, I would, you know, I precisely, you know, uh, so what happened was that, you know, I, I had my friends who were giving GMAT, going to SA, going to HEC, uh, going to Duke, and here I was thinking what to do. So I thought that let's take a difficult way ahead. Uh, you know, let's take a difficult way ahead. Let's find out what to do. First year I gave CAD, I was not successful. Second year I gave CAD, yes, I scored somewhere around 99 percentile. Um, yes, I got into a good B school and that's, that's, that's how I had it. Getting into a B school outside India is a simpler procedure because GMAT is a comparatively an easier exam. GRE is also an easier exam as compared to CAT, but CAT on the other hand is has its own adaptive way and it keeps on changing every year so you cannot you know you cannot predict the cat you have to get into those preparations completely by your whole and soul and then only you can you are able to crack cat right absolutely so um to get an mdi you still need to give the cat or do they also have a different exam that you could give so MD, mdi unlike uh, other b schools of uh, uh, India like IIMs uh, has no reservation. So the students there are only on merit. So you have to give CAT compulsory to get and there are no reservations. Everyone is a general category student. So all, all 360 students are from general category. All are on merit. All have given the CAT and yes, majority the if you take out the the median of uh, the percentile, it must be somewhere around 99.2 I would say. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Great. Now, coming back to what you do, uh, HR. Uh, how big is your HR um, team in in your company? So, you know, in in the company per se, the team is quite huge. You know, uh, that those numbers, you know, which would would roughly be around uh, uh, 200, 250. But I'm I I would not say it for sure because I am not sure about it. But I, I can say very specifically about my side, we are a team of 40 and uh, catering to around 2,500 uh, full-time employees in the roles of Reliance and around 2,500 uh, contract labels. So it's roughly a ratio right. of uh, 5,000 to 40, which is like 1 is to 800. Wow, I understand. Okay, cool. Um, before you, you know, besides your internship, uh, did you have any HR experience? Uh, no, I did not have any HR experience uh, because uh, I was, I was, uh, as I mentioned before, I was uh, completely into the manufacturing of uh, aerospace and defense products uh, for Godrej, which were on contract. Uh, so, so this this was a contract given by the DRDO and ISRO. So these are uh, the you know uh, in, uh, Indian. Space Research Organization and Defense uh, Research and Development Organization. So these companies give their products, uh, their, their contracts to Godrej. Godrej manufactures it from them, uh, for them, and then uh, we just send it to DRDO and ISRO. So there was no HR experience at all over there. It was just the exposure to how things are. Uh, you know, it's just that something that you get uh, um, interested in. So I was quite interested in uh, different types of uh, workers because uh, they were uh, in front of my eye. There were like four different types of workers. I used to wonder, you know, 
how 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 come this formation what is the reason behind that so that was that was the first little inquisitiveness regarding hr which was developed and you know that that inquisitiveness also helped me to get through um, my interviews in 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 during internship during uh, my final assessment during my also my mdi interview was uh, based on that so is that little inquisitiveness was there but it was it was all a personal exposure and interest mm okay did you did you do anything else to prepare yourself i mean any 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 particular books or any particular courses or or you just naturally fell into it uh no it was it was a, it was a tough process you know uh, as a person i i had a philosophy of uh, not reading books so why because i thought that you know you know in 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 india normally it's all about scoring more and that helps so so during my childhood i i refrained from reading novels and books because i thought i would rather read my textbook and score more rather than reading a novel so this 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 uh, really hampered my verbal ability and my score during my first cat so after that i knew that this is my weak area and have to work really hard to improve it and since then i've started reading i started i started reading books which which were of interest to me uh, i read 3 4 books which is i know right now which is which which is a count of 3 4 a year is not a big deal but at that time it was something really great for me because you know i had never read books in my life you know after the age of 21 i read my first book called the palace of illusions so there is something surprising but yes i had to do that in order to improve it and i started reading newspapers i started reading editorials so that i can understand what the author or is trying to say and i can deduce i can comprehend and answer the questions which come across later on so these these these, these were few things that i did and it resulted in me getting 99.5 percentile in verbal surprisingly my verbal score was more than my quant score despite quant being one of my fortes i've scored like 100 percentile a lot of times i've scored 96 in my cet i've scored a lot in my 10th grade and 12th grade in mathematics but yeah so so it is great wait what what kind of books do you read now so right now uh, you know right now i've so so as i told you um you know it has been it is the 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 knack of reading books is just is 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 a very nascent one it's not a completely developed one but i'm reading uh, so i'm i'm really uh, intrigued by the evolution of human beings mm. so so there are two three books which you know uh, which have uh, coincidentally fallen in line with uh, this thought so the first book i read was the uh, the uh, chariots of the god mm. by eric van daniken so this this book tells that uh, uh, the, that uh, that earth was invaded by aliens and it gives specific evidences as to how it it is it is so and and the, and once you read it you will actually feel that yes this cannot exist because indian mythology as well if you see everything comes from the sky jesus also came from the sky you know yeah. and a, a child was born from the sun but that was not and that that is written because in because human beings know it but it is not that it is it is some some advanced i would not say human being extraterrestrial being which stays outside came here and did it a, a very very good example was of that uh, as was also shown in the book where they tried to where an airplane was uh, passed by a place uh, having uh, a drought those people made the airplane and they were worshiping it in the remote part of 
the world mm. so 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 that's how we worship and that, that the thought has evolved so it's an old book in line with that i read homo sapiens which is a factual history of how humans developed and again that that book is it, it just the the grip of that book it, it is a it is a long book for for a person like me who is a beginner it's like a 450 page book but yes i uh, it just caught on to me and i just completed it the book is called sapiens by yuval noah harare the historian and now i am on to the bhagavad gita which uh, which which is more a bit philosophical but yes it gives uh, you the perspective about life and stuff so so that is this, this is how i've started reading that's great it's fascinating in fact in fact i am reading sapiens right now <laughs> I, I, we can discuss it offline then because there are a lot of things you know which which I love about that book you know there have been various uh, uh, you know travels where I've just started discussions with people and you know mm-hmm. they're like yeah I'd like to know about it yes how did we come into existence because you know because you must have read it it's human human history that we know of is only of 200 years but yeah. it's billions of years old and you know the thought that comes that it's not to be we have domesticated agriculture agriculture has domesticated us and that's the fact if you read those those i don't know whether you have re- reached that particular part of the book or no but uh, if you have then you'll also get that feeling when you read that yeah no i have i haven't reached that yet i think i think i'm still in the beginning uh, because i was finishing up on my previous book <laughs> uh, <laughs> in fact i was reading lord of the rings <laughs> um, okay. some could say it's it's way too late uh, but yeah what the hell i haven't read it before so if you say you are too late i'm not even born because i have not even thought of <laughs> no i'm i mean i completely agree with you that was that was very similar um uh, state of affairs um with me as well when i was growing up books were probably limited um when you're in school you probably get through you know some enid blyton books um but as as you go on it tends to get limited you focus a lot on studies um but then even i've started probably reading a little more actively just in a year or two uh and i agree i read the palace of illusions it's it's a great book if you read that probably you should even try karna's wife um that's another good book that's connected to it i'll just make a note of it because i'm yeah. interested in mythology so karna's wife i will i will definitely the next read would be karna's wife yeah yeah absolutely and and in fact we can take this offline later as well but if you need any book recommendations you can ask me my wife is a massive book lover and book reader uh, we have like a, a massive library in our own house of books and i've read probably just 1% of them <laughs> <laughs> good to know and it's always good to know. i i wonder the conversations that you must be having the 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 wide range of thoughts of a well-read person and an innocent person and i totally relate uh, relate <laughs> to that i mean that 1% who does not know a lot of things but yeah still that's 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 how mm, it can go on yeah absolutely absolutely and and it's 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 a great conversation to have you know uh, we debate a lot on pretty much every topic philosophical or spiritual or or even even history and sifin is her mba last year as well so it's it's a good perspective nice yeah anyway good great great talking on that that subject um coming back to some of the aspects i just wanted to understand better so um 
what, what what were some of the key insights you know out of your time at MDI so let's say someone is going to MDI this year or next year what are some of your tips or advice you would want to give to them um so you know it's so you know you have to be prepared for everything that is thrown at you you know the b school life in india is so fast that you normally sleep at 3 in the night and you wake up at 8 in the morning to attend a class and if you don't attend the class you get grade dunks and grades are really that's something that matters so you have to be up for everything it the managing uncertainties and you know you have to go out confidently even though you are under prepared you know i i would i would like to quote this example i had my a complete day of interviews lined up before my power of shunya final presentation on national television next day morning i'm supposed to go to present on national television and the day before that at 1 o'clock in the night i have my interview so i i so i had to do it i had to do it so that's that's how it is you will get a lot of opportunities in competitions participate well choose your team wisely and just nail them they help a lot they help a lot they help as a talking point they help you to you know build your cv uh, they help you know finally also to earn thirdly never ever miss the exchange program an exchange program i went on an exchange to vienna i went on a euro trip for 3 months i can say and it was the best time i ever had in my life so out of the two best years if i have to select you know the most shining parts it would be those 3 months where i where i was all on my own i was traveling across europe i visited almost all countries of europe in the span of 3 months uh, so never never ever miss the exchange program and you know, friendships will prevail despite competitions during your gds pis you will be alongside your best friends you'll have to compete with them but yes the the bonds that you will develop over the two years will definitely surpass and you know prevail those competitions so and finally choose your project team wisely you know there are a lot of people with cognitive dissonance who don't want to work and you know just pass on their work because it's at the end of the day you're going to get rated as a team so even if three people work in a six member team you're going to get all going to get the same marks so choose your project team wisely always that is the biggest takeaway from from this particular key insights about you know b school in india mm good points good points thanks thanks a lot for that um on the flip side what are some of your biggest regrets or learning points do you have any regrets uh yes as i told you you know when when these uh, so so people so the regret that i had was that i i i should not have given up on uh, you know preparing for a premier engineering uh, schools in india so as i told you before you know being in mumbai yakupun is small it's either mumbai or or iits in between the range is quite empty but but after going to md i realized the range in between is 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 comprised of really smart people so what i regret i had i, I realized that after i reached md either i should not have given up on preparing for jee or ai triple e and uh, i i should not have settled for any college in mumbai although the colleges in mumbai are really good but there are better colleges outside so this is this this may be a typical you know uh, uh, an advice for uh, for people who are in the 11th 12th uh, to not give up on their because it was a year of sacrifice can give you 40 years of happiness or 40 years of satisfaction which is which matters more if you realize 
secondly um again i i started reading a bit late so when these people some smart people around me were having very interesting conversations i used to be the listener and i used to grasp everything i could not contribute sometimes that is that is uh, one of the uh, regret um, so so and one of the key learning of of this particular there was this particular course called journey to self so so in that particular course you uh, everyone writes anonymous feedbacks about you the professor compiles feedbacks all the feedbacks about you and gives it to you so so there are there are 35 people in your class who write about you and as adjectives as 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 you know um, as uh, pointers the professor compiles them and gives it to you that's a reality check which you have quite early in your life and that that changes a lot of things for you mm that's a good point i think i think i think personally also that's an aspect which i felt missing when i was growing up the constant feedback or the loop of feedback because um it's very easy to get lost in a stream of one directional thinking and and you know among um being among the similar kind of people that you possibly don't get different kind of exposure and you possibly don't get feedback on your own very early on and then probably it's i wouldn't say it's too late but it's definitely you feel like you wasted a few years you wish you would have got that feedback earlier <laughs> yes this process is just like I, like i told you before i wish i could have if if i would have not given up on preparing for uh, the good engineering schools of india i would have been four years ahead of what i am right now mm. which would have been definitely a plus for me so that's a feedback that you get but it's okay it's it's good that you realize it late than never i would say yeah absolutely no good point good point um uh another question is is what are some of your top tips for those um you know career tips for those who are either considering to do the mba or are doing their mba right now how what are the points people need to consider when they are thinking of choosing a particular career path uh so so you know normally what happens is people get swayed by uh the by the suggestions that they receive all over you know uh likewise it ha- happens with my mom who who does not know much but then when five people come and tell her uh, that beta uh, it engineering karna chahiye she comes and tells me you have got so good marks why are you going into production <laughs> so 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 majority of the people uh, it's uh, make a mistake over there in the first part they don't listen to their inner conscience or what they want to do they get swayed with the public expectations and the peer pressure so that is something you know that should not happen because because a decision like that can you know can make or mar your career similarly with your career you know because these things add up to your career uh, it hampers so have your own conscience don't get swayed away by what people tell you or and the path that a person has followed to reach a particular level that you admire it might not be the same for you you have to work out in a different way because that person is different you are different don't try to emulate someone you know these are these are two main things which i have realized over the past years because i tried to do one thing um you know uh, there was I, i got inspired by by this friend of mine who won uh, who won international competition of l'oreal so so you know i tried my best to participate in all the competitions but i went with the uh, aspiration of winning that particular competition but then but then yes dupont happened i was fortunate enough 
but but i did not go with the viewpoint of you know uh, targeting dupont my target was l'oreal but yes good that in the time frame i could just adjust my requirements and adjust my aspirations and just go ahead because i know that i don't i don't know anything about fashion so there is no point in me going to uh, participate in the l'oreal because i'm not going to get selected so so you know don't get swayed away follow your own dreams follow your own but listen to yourself and always seek for feedback constructive feedback even if the feedback is not constructive take it take it patiently absorb it think what you can do to improve that and try to improve it so these are three basic tips that i have now that's great perfect awesome thanks thanks lots and kate um yep yeah. okay so we're good um is there anything else you wish i had asked you <laughs> uh but no i would i would just like to guide people who are doing who are who are uh, mba aspirants uh, in india uh, you know because there's a lot of subjectivity involved don't lose focus you know prepare for cat and do speak up in the gd because gds are, are, are really you know uh, the the group discussions are the make or break points for majority of the people so if you if you make it it's good and interviews you know despite i think even even the best hr professional in the world would not be able to tell you about an interview because interviews are subjective and being in the field of hr i know it it's it's interviews are really subjective yes you have to be frank yes you have you have to be spontaneous but yes at the end of the day you cannot predict an outcome of an interview you just leave it to the person you just send good vibes across and that should be that should be it you don't worry about the interview nail the gd and prepare for cat religiously that is what my advice is for, for the people who want to get into a premier b school of india perfect great great tips how can people find out more about you and how can they get in touch with you um i am i'm actively um, you know i'm active on twitter uh, i am active on facebook i i'm also starting to write blogs but you know that is something that i used to i i miss you can follow that later on but i probably i will just keep you updated if i write some in the coming year that's my target of the new year uh, and uh, facebook linkedin twitter snapchat you can add me on snapchat i'm quite active on snapchat uh, so these are few ways to be in touch with me perfect awesome thanks a lot sanke thanks a lot for your time today um, and good luck for everything thanks thanks a lot mate it was nice talking to you uh, hope my uh advice to some of the people will be of help and uh, you know if there's anything that i can help the required people i just just drop me a message on facebook i'll be ready to reply uh, my name is sanket shatriya and yes that's, that's that's all about it perfect thank you thanks a lot Thank you for listening to the MBA Jam. Now it's time for you to take action. Head over to the mbajam.com to listen to more episodes and discover great resources.